go. Another day, another episode. It's a new month. It's Friday, May 1st, 2020. And what have we got? Well, my name's Joe, and this is the Joe and Joe podcast, which is uh, my journey into uh, machine learning. And today, kind of as a recap, it's uh, today was a little bit on the slower side to get started. Um, was filmed kind of in a mental funk. And there was part of me that felt a little bit guilty about this. And it was almost as if I was guilty that I didn't want to be productive in a way. And or that I wasn't, you know, gung-ho, guns blazing, ready to attack the day. And that's an interesting mental observation in that this feeling or this lack of motivation, I guess you could say, is... it begs the question like why why do i feel that way at that moment why did why did i wake up without the motivation that i had had the previous day and in a way i think that the contributing factor is you know when you when you go when you're go 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 for too long, then you get signals and a signal is a, a drop in motivation. And these signals are trying to tell you something and are trying to relay the fact that, hey, maybe you should take a break. Not a long one, just a break, you know, or lower Lower the expectations for that day. Keep moving, but don't. You don't have to necessarily make today a sprint. You don't have to cover as much distance. You're still going to cover distance, but just work. However much you get done is a win. And uh, today is one of those days that I'm going to lower the expectations a little bit. And this morning I was a little uncomfortable with that, but right now as I'm talking to myself, it's I'm comfortable with that. I'm making progress. I'm here. I'm planning my day right now. I got a nice hot cup of tea in front of me. I got my chihuahua sitting next to me who looks like she's about to doze off a little bit. It's a nice day out. There's a lot of things that are, you know, 
Good. And these are all little small steps forward. You know, these, all these real realizations of the good things that I still, or that I have right now in front of me. And they may be small, but they're still good things. And it's always good to remember. And I think this, I've encountered this, I guess you can call it roadblock several times in the past year and a half during this journey. And data science and machine learning are overwhelming. They can be. And there's a lot of, a lot of, is it, a lot is expected of people within those industries. And this is uh, not my original thought. It's an observation that I got from a mentor is that they have to keep proving their value despite kind of the hype, I guess you could say around them. And despite the fact that they, they need to wear a lot of different clothing in terms of, you know, mathematics and statistics and machine learning, deep learning, in software engineering, they need to be able to wear many different hats in a way and be well-versed in many different subfields. A lot of the time companies will, or the uh, ML or DS related individuals have to continually justify their value. And it's, it's an interesting, I find that interesting. I don't know from firsthand experience whether or not um, or how prevalent that is, but it does seem kind of a contradiction in that everybody wants to be, not everybody, that's a broad generalization, but, you know, people want to, or companies want to do machine learning or deep learning or data science and and a lot of the time these things take time you know like to figure out the process um to figure out a, a pipeline that works not only with that not only has good data but has correctly engineered features that are relevant to whatever question you're trying to ask and if those two are good, then do you have a model that can produce the results that you're attempting to gain insights into? There's a lot of components. There's a lot of uh, points of failure, I guess you could say. And if something doesn't work early on, it's definitely not going to work later on. So, kind of a tangent, I guess, about an eight-minute tangent, but um, I think that's more of a clearing my mind, trying to work through my thoughts. 
That being said, kind of shifting focus a little bit to today. Um, let's see. So this is the first thing, this brainstorming. And then I'm going to... Uh, the primary focus today is I want to be able to get that, that data pipeline set up. So those tweet IDs and get hydrating the data or getting the tweet data automatically. And yesterday, I think I put together a script, or it looked like at least I put together a script that could do just that. So it pulled as a review, it pulled um, the text or the tweet IDs from Panacea Lab out of Georgia State, uh, their GitHub repo related to COVID-19, related to Twitter data around COVID-19. So these tweets are then hydrated via Twerk, which is a Python library. And after it is after this data is gathered, it is put into a JSON format. And then it is uploaded to Google Cloud, the storage bucket. A cool little um, change I made is that instead of comparing to my, my own repo for my Sharpest Minds project, is that it actually checks the bucket to see if that day exists in the bucket. So there's daily, um, there's IDs slash data for every day going back to the 22nd of March, pretty much. I think from the 29th of April to the um, 22nd of March. So I need to gather, I've gathered kind of as a test, I've gathered data for, you know, varying dates. And some of them are in the bucket and some are not. With that in mind, I didn't want to do like a, a double duty, I guess you could say. I didn't want to get data that I already had data for. So by checking the storage bucket, it's able to see, oh, we already have the data for April 29th, for example, we don't need data, but we don't have data or JSON data for the 28th. So let's get that data. Now I need to figure out. So this, all this historical data I would like to get in the bucket so it can be more easily accessed and analyzed. However, the most pressing data that I need is the previous seven days worth of data. So, and I think going forward, that's gonna be the most important is if you have the past week's data. So when I figure out how to automate this script um, and there's Google Cloud has something called PubSub, which I need to look into, which is for, it's like, a, it's called Cloud Scheduler is the, the the overall or the high level tool. So it schedules runs and I need to figure out how to schedule my compute instance to run this script for the past seven days. 
And then two days later, it will run it again. And in Panacea Labs GitHub repo, there should be two more days. So it'll check to make sure that the past seven days or check to see the data for the past seven days. And it'll realize that those past two days um, don't exist and it'll pull those. So that first initial pull of the week will take a while, but then subsequently it'll only be gathering. It'll check for the past seven, but most likely only get the past two, maybe three days. So, and then kind of one offs I could do is to gather the data, um, kind of in a one-off way for days past that. But the most recent data is probably going to be the most important data. And that's the primary focus for today. The next step is the, uh, I'm going to devote more time, at least 30 minutes to Andrew Ng's intro to ML course on Coursera. The, I guess this is a place to air my laundry a little bit. I get utterly confused. I'm getting better. And I think this is has to do with repetition and just seeing it continually. But one of the, the roadblocks or major, I guess, bottlenecks with me understanding these varying concepts is the, what's the, the, Scripting, I don't know if that's the right word, but basically when they use like theta and all those various and the transposing of X, I'm starting to get it now. And I think that kind of goes to, you have to understand linear algebra in a way, at least from a high level to understand what's going on, like the dot product and understand that you're not doing it variable by variable, but it's basically a matrix multiplication um, of the parameters. It's all being calculated at the same time. It's not being done parameter by parameter. So you don't need to do it parameter by parameter because with dot, like dot multiplication or linear algebra, you're able to do it all at once. And I think that's, my understanding of it at this point. Um, I need to get a lot more familiar with NumPy. And I think this is something that I've been overlooking for quite a while. I need to get better at that. It is definitely a weak spot. And it kind of goes back to the overarching theme that my mathematics is weak. Um, it is in a way alarmingly weak. But that being said, I have rekindled a newfound interest in math and I'm understanding. So this was actually, and thanks in large part to Grant Sanderson. I, I hope I'm saying that Grant. Let me double check Grant Sanderson. Yes. Um, Grant Sanderson. Okay, so let's see. Grant Sanderson, three blue, one brown. Okay. And he has a YouTube channel that talks about 
math and the visualizations. I, that's what I found is probably one of the things that I connect with the most when it comes to mathematics is the visualizations and his videos are fantastic in regards to that. Um, I've really, uh, I had to revisit to dust off the cobwebs with regards to partial der derivatives, which are crucial for a crucial component of gradient descent and uh, things like the power rule, which seems so simple or it, the concept seems relatively simple. Um, but if you don't use it, you lose it. And then the chain rule, which is something that I'm probably going to have to experiment with a, a little bit more, but um, that being said, the only way I'm going to get better at it is if I devote time day, day in and day out to it. And it's also kind of highlighted that I need to start working on my interviewing skills more in a realm of the mathematics side of things. And from what I've read is the interviewing process for a lot of companies is no way representative of the work or is dissimilar from the work that you'll actually be doing. And in, in a way is a game and it's a game that you have to be willing to play. And it's a game that I didn't want to play, but it's a component of this industry. So you have a choice. You can fight it and want it to be a way that it's not going to be, or you can view it as a skill to be mastered, I guess you could say. And in a way it's, I don't want to memorize these things, of course, uh, but it's, it's kind of harkens back to, you know, school and flashcards and memorizing things. And at least initially. So I need to dive into this and I need to get a little bit more comfortable with Python. I, I'm great with experimenting, but I need to get more concrete knowledge, at least the theoretical, and I put that in quotation, theoretical knowledge around Python and around I need to definitely dust off my skills when it comes to NumPy and SciPy. And uh, I think what I'll be doing, or I'm going to make a commitment to, is every day at minimum, I need to create, so this is kind of Chris Albin's um, machine learning or his flashcards. And I, I got those, but I found that creating my own also, you know, helps me learn it. So I want to, there's a, a Python article that I found in regards to interviewing questions. I'm going to, you know, take three questions from there and create flashcards and every day. And over time, I'll gradually build, you know, a decent set. And I also need to um, probably later today, hopefully later today, take a step back and then see what um, content Sharpest Minds has in regards to this, in regards to preparing for interviews. Um, okay, so I'm about 20 minutes in. I think I covered pretty much 
the focus for today, well, wait, I uh, I got into Andrew Ng, kind of went on a uh, kind of went on a uh, rant there a little bit, and the last secondary focus that I have listed is I'm gonna continue working on a technical resume. So my mentor and I have been working on a resume that goes a little bit more in depth in terms of my experience and. Know, it's specifically oriented towards technical professionals as opposed to you know more hiring focused individuals and I mean who knows some some cases they're one and the same but I need to highlight uh, the skills that I do have I need to convey that better so he's helping me with that in a way to cut through the bullshit and relay the, the relevant information. So I need to continue working on that as well. Devote some time to that today. I may not finish it. I want to finish it, but I may not finish it today. And a last point I wanted to highlight was that at the end of yesterday, I had completed pretty much everything that I set out to do for that day. And yet I still felt unsatisfied in a way. And I think that looking back, that might be a reason why I'm, I, my motivation was a little bit on the lower side to begin the day was because I didn't really disconnect at the end of the day. So, you know, each day our minds, there's, some people are better than others, but there is a limit. I think there's an upper limit to one's mind's ability and an individual's ability to maintain a level of focus that has increasing returns to scale. And what I mean or at least a consistent or a constant returns to scale. So what I mean by that is the, that focus more or less you can get into, or at least close to a flow state. Um, and you're not as easily distracted and you're devoted to whatever task is at hand or directly in front of you. That being said, I, st- I didn't, there was a, there, like I said, there's an upper limit to that. So once you reach it, it's, you might as well disconnect. And yesterday I didn't do that. I reached that upper bound or I was at least close to it. I wasn't really getting work done. Um, not at the level that I wanted, not at a high level. So that's a good indicator that when the quality of your work starts going down that you're you've reached at least for that day, the upper bound. And sometimes when you reach that, it's just better to, you know, cut the losses, stop and walk away, figure out something else. And I didn't do that. I guess I didn't do that well because I, I stopped when it was time to stop. But then my mind kept thinking about it and revisiting it. And then later that later last night, I 
went back and tried to do something and it was just like, no, why am I doing this? So I need to get better at disconnecting from the day's task because I need to give my brain a little bit of a rest. (laughs) I force a lot into it every single day. So it can't be going 24-7. I need to let it relax. And I think this this morning was a good way to do that because uh, I just kind of meandered a little bit, did a little bit of work, math work, did a little bit of Spanish work, and took my dog out. Her back legs aren't feeling too good. A little concerned, but I let her sit out in the sun for a little bit, which was nice. And uh, now I'm here. All right, I actually read a little bit too. I, uh, I'm going to be, let's see, reading... So I finished the Gulag Archipelago from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, and uh, he has another book that uh, is called, I want to make sure I get it right. One sec, my app is loading. Scribd is a great app, by the way. I really enjoy it. Um, in the first In the first circle. It's actually the unsen- the first uncensored edition. So when Alexander Solzhenitsyn first released it back in the 60s or 70s, it had to go through the... Uh, basically, it had to go through the censors, the Soviet censors, and they eliminated a lot of... Or he eliminated a lot of content, significant content. And this is uh it's been all that all the stuff that he had to leave out was put back in so based off the gulag archipelago which i think is a book that every human being on earth should read it is there i have yet to while my reading experience isn't as extensive or is not as extensive as i'd like it to be the Gulag Archipelago is definitely something that opens your eyes and shows you how much suffering that humans are able to inflict upon each other, really for no reason at all. So on that somber note, we're about 27 minutes in, so not to get, I don't want to get too much more somber, but and plus it's I want to get start getting a little bit of work in today. So with that, we're gonna end it a, a few minutes short. Um, if you reach this point, thanks for listening to my ramblings. Maybe uh, something maybe you were able to connect with something, maybe you found something useful. Um, maybe you enjoyed just listening to me talk. who knows? Um, Hopefully there was some value here. Um, Definitely helped me clear my mind a little bit. Um, That being said, Carpe Diem, seize the day, seize your day, 
I don't know why I like that. If you guys, if you're listening to this and you don't like that, just let me know. I don't know. There's something about, uh, what was it? The Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams. I don't know. Carpe diem, seize the day. I don't know. Kind of gives me goosebumps. Um, anyways, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Until tomorrow, see ya.